Feel good, because lots of that pain you have starts in your feet and then radiates. The Crosstalk PM and WIZ, I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity, 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. Are are these really the most important midterm congressional elections in decades? That's that's what we keep hearing, the -the over-the-top analysis by pundits everywhere, talk about the importance of these midterm elections. Isn't every election important? Did you feel when you were going to the polls today that this somehow had a greater importance, this particular midterm elections? Why or why not? Is this uh, an indication that we, if we think that it is so important, is it an indication of how hyper-focused on, I don't know, on how our how our differences uh our political differences, is it is an indication of that? 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. 785-7914. I uh, was looking at this uh, midterm election in through the lens of... Um, you know, so, all right. I, I am not one to believe that you can forecast based on historical references necessarily. I don't, I don't believe that you can actually... You can't do that because because things things change all the time. There's constant change in our world, and so something that that uh, uh, you know happened uh, twenty years ago even isn't going to necessarily predict what is is going to happen and tomorrow because of the different ways that we communicate, the different ways that we view the world, and, and all sorts of different backdrops and environments and all sorts of things that are going on. Um, however, I I remember when uh, Jesse Ventura became governor of Minnesota, there was a, what what swept him into, into that office was this overall dissatisfaction with the status quo and a desire to, to you know, stir things up a little bit. And, and that's exactly how he got to office. And then there was, after a while, from the same people, some significant buyer's remorse. And... I'm not entirely sure that's what's going on now. I have communicated, however, with a couple of people, and again, all anecdotal, so don't take, I am not trying to suggest that you can extrapolate and and and, and base any uh, uh, um, assumptions about outcomes today on this, but I've talked to a couple of people that who were uh, young voters two years ago, well, still are, but young voters who went to the polls, voted pre- for President Trump, because they liked the idea of disrupting the establishment. And they are, in fact, not voting today. And I don't know if that is, again, I, I, I'm not suggesting that's indicative of the larger voting populace. Uh, that's certainly two people don't make a trend. But that is precisely what the Republican Party has been concerned about, is, is that. Now, I don't, know if, I don't know if President Trump has been concerned about that as much. But I, I for certain, that sense that... Uh, Turnout just isn't going to be there because there's not the, you know, that not that desire to to change to to change something to to shake up things and to to move the needle. There's not that there's not that desire out there. So uh, I don't know. In other words, I guess I what I'm saying is I'm not sure that you could take a lot from today, whatever the outcome of the elections are today. I'm not sure that you can suggest that this is meaningful. In the in the greater scheme of things, uh, it's meaningful in the short term for the next couple of years of strategizing for a presidential run and or 
anything that does or does not pass in Congress and any sort of reforms that stick or don't stick or anything else, any other distractions that might happen. Yeah, I mean, it has some sort of meaning. But if there's a if Republicans lose the House, then that only helps President Trump because then he can run against the Democratic uh, Speaker of the House. Um, Republicans won't lose the Senate. That's not going to happen, I don't think. That would have to be, that'd really be a stretch. That's that huge stretch. I don't think it's going to happen. I get this stuff wrong all the time, by the way. (laughs) So we're going to put a lot of ifs, maybes, that kind of thing in there. Listener says, regardless of whichever side gains the most seats in the House or Senate, will the losing side finally relax and take it as the will of the people? If not, what will it take? No, 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 no. This is, no, every two years we go about doing the same thing on the federal level. Um, It's not, there's no relaxing. That's not going to take. That's not going to be part of the equation. People are going to keep gnashing their teeth and um, working hard to overturn the agenda of whoever they're fighting against. And we have another listener wanting to know what, what brand of fried chicken we like. We're talking about fried chicken and how rarely fried chicken appears in our studio. Rick? The free kind? Okay. Free fried chicken? <laughs> like, I'm not picky. All right. I'd, I'd, if I'm being picky, not KFC. Yeah. Like, I just don't. There's something, it's something that's, there's a lot of, um, I feel like there's a fair amount of monosodium glutamate in, in, in KFC. I don't know that for sure. But it's got, a, it's got like an overzealous level of seasoning. Not too much seasoning, just it, there's something that is a little bit too, yeah, I don't know. I'm a Popeye's guy. I love Popeye's fried chicken. Absolutely love Popeye's fried chicken. There is, obviously, not a Popeye's fried chicken anywhere in this area. Many of you may not know that, actually, now that I say that out loud, because you're not looking for Popeye's fried chicken wherever you go. I am. And so it's it becomes a borderline obsession for me. And so when I do find a Popeye's fried chicken, it I, I tend to overindulge. So I can have I may have just eaten lunch, say, maybe it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm driving down the highway, and there's a Popeye's fried chicken. I have been known occasionally to pull over and help myself to maybe a four-piece of, of fried chicken and just eat it in the parking lot of Popeye's and then keep driving. 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air. 785-7914. Once I figure out who this is, we'll go to Darren first. Darren, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, how's it going? All right, good. <laughs> By the way, I love me some good fried chicken. Good. Mm, I mean, if you like, we could we could potentially invite you to a fried chicken party if there's enough. Well, I tell you what, my mom can make fried chicken taste just like Kentucky Fried Chicken. She had those eleven herbs and spices down pat. It would it be too much for us to invite your mom to submit her fried <laughs> chicken for tasting? <laughs> I, I could do it uh, for for her as she is. She's passed on to oh, the, right, the good sorry. Lord, but all right. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yep. um, tonight, uh, you know, the election, everything's going to settle down, and then uh, you know, we really do need to get back to the business of uh, running the country and our state and local politics. Obviously, or um, we just need to, uh, you know, find ways that these people can uh, work together. And I know that that's really difficult, but. Um, I think we are, you know, hungry for um, things to get done. And it's always fascinating to me if someone came up to me and said, you know, uh, you just went to that that lawyer or that doctor, 
And I would turn around and say, yeah, the reason why is because that's a, a, a career lawyer or a career um, doctor. Um, they've been doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. But somehow we've made career politicians uh, sound to be somewhat uh, nefarious or all sure. crooked. Or yeah. There's a lot of people in public service that are good people that are trying to do the, the you know, what they believe is the will of the people. And I think we got to support more people like that that are willing to reach across the aisle and work hard. And, and uh, it's hard because we hear from our our outlets of media, whichever we choose, we be it uh, conservative or liberal wings of the, the media, that all these people are, you know, terrible, you know, mm-hmm. people, and they're going to take the country, you know, down the tubes when, in fact, most of the people that are, you know, out there are um, somewhat ideologues, but they're willing to, to work across party lines to get stuff done, but we got to give them the breathing space to do so. So I think our media needs to tamp down all the um, the divisiveness. I think it's in our media more than it's anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, so you, you're saying uh, you we need to reach that point where there's more willingness to compromise and then maybe also uh, tamp down the level of vitriol that comes from uh, our media sources. Yeah, I okay. think, you know, yeah. again, if you're if things. you're constantly listening just to, um, you know, people like uh, uh, Sean Hannity or a Rush Limbaugh or on the other side, you know, when Alan Combs is out there or MSNBC or whoever you're listening to, if you're only listening to those people, you're going to constantly get this picture of that other side being these, you know, uh, these terrible people, yep. not just not just terrible people, but now it 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 uh, hedges on almost evil. Mm-hmm. Like these yep. people are real diabolical, and it's it's really so disingenuous. And I think that we really do need to push back on on our our media outlets that are only spreading you know this type of um, venom against the other side, because again, you're going to have elections and. Some people are going to win, and some people are going to lose, and the White House, the president, is going to change from party to party. But if we're constantly circling the wagons and calling each other, you know, names, we're never going to get anything done. And our media will only feed us what we like to hear. So I think it's up to us to kind of push back on our media's and say, you know what, we need to we need to push back on them and say we're just not going to be um, listening to you or, or you know, taking all what you're feeding us. Um, as as the gospel, yeah. um, because they do they they slant that that stuff either way. Yeah, I, I, you know, and, and look, I appreciate the call, Darren. We got to get to the newsroom, but I, I I will agree with you that we do tend to well, we do tend to gravitate gravitate towards an echo chamber like what you are describing, uh, a situation where we are drawn to those who with whom we agree, and we'll tend to listen to those or, or read those or watch those. Uh, with whom we agree, and and just that, if given the choice, and it's it's interesting because that's that's basically um, the logarithm that lo- uh, Facebook uses. So <laughs> it's it's uh, they know they know what we want. Facebook knows what we want. We want we want to be around people that we agree with, and we don't want to necessarily feel challenged by things that we don't agree with. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, more to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk BMWI's EMI by Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Uh, feel free to weigh in on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line that away, 608-785-7914. This hour brought to you by the Better Hearing Center. I'm sorry, this hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Better Hearing Center is the talk and text line. There we go. 
And uh, any sort of feedback, welcome as well uh, via email, mitchatwismnews.com, and Twitter, and Facebook, and or packages dropped off, especially when they contain fried chicken. 608-785-7914. You know, over the years, I don't know, I think I've mentioned something about dropping off fried chicken, I don't know, 7,000 times. (laughs) Hmm. My ability to actually procure fried chicken is not great. Uh, So... (laughs) Stop whining about fried chicken. It's, it's true. Man, I mean, it really, you know, the, that question you get, what would you have if you could have one food? If you could have one food on the on the desert island or whatever it is, what would it be? If you get one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? It's a toss-up for me. It really is. You thought I was going to say fried chicken. It's a toss-up for me because I, I might go fried chicken, but I might also go crawfish. So, I, you know, it's like a good batch of boiled crawfish or just if it was a crawfish boil. I might go crawfish boil. So if it's crawfish and the corn and the red potatoes, huh? And the chunks of sausage that are boiled in there too? Yeah, I might go. I might go. All right. 608-785-794. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Darren called just a little while ago. My question related to these congressional midterm elections, the importance of, of them. And what what is the importance of these congressional midterm elections? To what extent are they, as some have said, uh, some of the most important in decades? Is that really true? Now, Darren was saying that, you know, regardless of who wins, who loses, the ideal would be finding some more rooms to reach compromise and um, and and work together towards uh, common goals and and come up to with solutions for the American public and a lot of different things like that. Uh, tamp down on the vitriol in in media. I would say, especially social media. Have you ever have you noticed? What are the things that I wonder? At some point, we're going to study this, and I, they probably people are studying this probably, but they're you know I don't I don't haven't seen much research on this yet. But you got to wonder: Were people really this nasty prior to being able to put uh, you know largely anonymous comments on Facebook? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It just, it's, I hate to, I hate to go at social media like Facebook, but I mean, if we're going to start pointing fingers at, for some of the hyper level of, of partisan divide that exists or just, I don't know, just divisiveness in general. I mean, you got to look at just the overall tone of just the, what, the, of, of how people comment on, well, on, on the internet in general, but also particularly on social media. All right, 608 if you'd like to join us here on the air. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. We've got, uh, I think we'll go to, um, let's go to uh, Ryan first. Ryan, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi, Mitch. Hey, Ryan. I was just calling to tell you, I've been canvassing now for six weeks, and I'm canvassing tonight. I'm taking a break for some coffee and a bathroom break. But Wow. You should canvas sometime. You meet some really interesting people at some of these doors. <laughs> and you smell awesome fried chicken. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine. What, uh, some, of the food, some of the odors coming out of the door are just awesome. Some aren't so great. But <laughs> the food that some of these people cook is just ungodly awesome. There's still a lot of good, a lot of good home cooking out there, right? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yes, there is. Okay. Uh, where uh, would you say you've been canvassing for six weeks? That is that's a hell of a commitment of time, sir. They pay us, so I I canvass. Wow, good for you. I mean, that's... I get paid to exercise and talk. Yeah, nice. 
Well, I tell you what, I mean, you know, I mean, that's obviously the whole the whole thing, the whole system revolves around people like you. Thank you. Well, and the rest of our team. Yeah. Hey, do you uh is there any uh, uh, story of of a of a of someone in particular that you met you met uh, while canvassing, while knocking doors? Well, I met some people who <laughs> couldn't comment because of their positions in various news agencies in the area, you know. <laughs> and uh <laughs> most of the legal police officers, they can't comment about who they're voting for sure. or which way they're leaning. Right. Just by nature of their contracts. Um, but some of the people are very talkative and very opinionated. And, yeah. They want to they want to uh, bend your ear a little bit. They want to talk to you a little bit. Some do. Some are just, nope, don't want to talk. Bye. Sure. Yeah. I, I bet you get a lot of that. All right. Well, hey, man. Actually, I, I, most, people are pretty, most people are pretty polite about it. There's a few, the occasional... Um, rude individual. Uh, I'll be polite and say it that way. <laughs> to, hey, to what extent? I, I, and I don't know who yes. you're canvassing for, but to what extent do you think you've made a difference? Well, I persuaded some people. You did. They were leaning one way, and I pointed out some of the faults, and I said, if you don't believe me, look it up on the internet. And then I saw them two weeks later when I canvassed their neighborhood again, and they said, you know, you were right about that. Uh-huh. I looked that up because that is a matter of public records where they're getting their campaign financing from, and you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I don't believe everything you hear on the TV. Use that as a basis to go research it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You don't no. believe me. No, doing doing your own, uh, people just oftentimes don't don't get around to it. But, yeah, doing your own research is probably the best choice. Well, look, Ryan, appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. Uh, um, get, get back out there, I guess. <laughs> like I said, you got to go do this. You'd smell uh, some awesome fried chicken on some of these houses. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> Sure. Just lean in the door and say, what's that you're cooking in there? Can I have some? The doors open up and the smell hits you in the face and you're just instantly hungry. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Well, hey, Ryan, thanks for calling in. Really appreciate it. 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air. We'll go back to Cass Street now. We were talking about that design change or the design of Cass Street, which has made a lot of people curious if uh, or and, 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 and a little bit critical as well. Bob's on the phone. Bob, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Hey, Mitch. Yep. Uh, uh, great show as usual. I, um, I I took a drive down Cass Street the day it opened, yeah. and I I couldn't believe it. So I had to drive it again the next day, yeah. and even again the next, slowly, carefully. Yeah. And and you know I'm a, a professional registered parliamentarian. Yes. And and you know who the author of Robert's Rules of Order was? Some dude named Robert. Well, yep, Henry Martin Robert. Okay. And. He was in the army, but guess what he did? Guess what he did? He was an engineer. Engineer. And when you think about it, it would take someone with the engineering mind to put all of that together. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yep, and, I get it. And all the subsidiary motions and everything else, and what yields to this and what yields to that. And so it's having said that, I've driven the the Cass Street and. And it's the bump outs are nice. We understand why that works. And when you had the mayor on the other day in the morning and, and you were talking with him about that, and he was saying, he said, yeah, well, it's a balance between the traffic and the pedestrians and the bicyclists. Well, I'm sorry, but the engineer who designed that completely, completely forgot about the bicyclists. Mm-hmm. They they pretended like their bicyclists are important by putting in the bicycle lane and everything else. Mm-hmm. But here's, a, here's, here's my slim line. Here's my little joke to try and make the analogy. What did the walleye say when he swam into the brick wall, or cement wall? I, I don't know. 
damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, damn. But I mean, not the swearing one, but the right. other one. But that's what has been created for bicyclists on Cass Street. They're in their lane. Then, then they have a choice. Yeah. They have two choices. They either run straight into the curb in the bump out, or or swerve over swerve into, into the lane of traffic, yeah. and heaven help any bicyclist who goes into that bottleneck with a car or two. Yeah, you know? because there's no room. Because and there's so not. There's, there's not only the, like, one solution. There's not. There's there's not the normal room between you know between the traffic lane and whatever is on the side there. There's no room there. It's just all it is is one traffic lane. There's not. There's not enough room for a car and a bicycle. Exactly, yeah. and I'm not a bicyclist, okay. but but I don't have to be mm-hmm. to be concerned about it because for bicyclists, this isn't. And I and I almost wanted to use my dumb little fish joke because for bicyclists on this street, this is not this is not a laughing matter. It's not even a serious matter. This is deadly serious, deadly serious, and that's why there's only one way to fix this right now, and I thought of it, but I'm giving Rick credit. You're Rick, right over there. Yeah, yeah. Because I heard him say this on the, on the radio the other night. The only possible way this can be corrected now is to, you know where the bike lane is going, and you're riding your bike straight down the bike lane? Yep. When you get to the bump out, that bump out curb has to be cut out yep. and make a nice little smooth cementing up to the sidewalk, and then the same thing going out the other side of it. Yeah, That's the much. only way it can be yeah, fixed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't, it, and and it really, I think there's a there's a broader issue here, and that is that bicyclists, and I, and I mentioned this before, they're very active, very vocal minority. Uh, they are, you know, they're advocates for themselves, they're advocates for other bicyclists, and they want to be taken seriously. They want their needs to be taken seriously, and so what this does is basically minimize that. That's uh, by you're saying like, yeah, we'll put a bike lane over there, but not really taking seriously what that is supposed to mean. And what that's supposed to mean is protected travel down a down a street. In this case, a relatively busy street. And by the mm-hmm. way they designed it, basically what they're saying is that, yeah, that's cute. We're going to do it, but we don't really take it seriously. And so they're not taking the concerns of the bicycling community seriously. And I think that that's really the bigger exactly. issue. And it's that that in the you know you're spending you're spending taxpayer dollars ostensibly to make travel better for pedestrians and for bicyclists and for everybody or something along those lines, and really mm-hmm. you're not doing that at all. So it's a waste of money is really what it comes down to. I mean, hell, just make it parking if you're if that's what you're going to do because it, it's as good as what you've done. Parking is yep. as good as what you've done. So exactly, yeah. Mitch. And yeah. so to me, there's a from an engineering standpoint, yep. there's only. There's only two ways this could be done uh, properly. Either when you do the bump outs, leave enough room not only for two cars traveling in both directions, but also enough room for the bicycles to get through that bottleneck so they've got their own dedicated lane in the bottleneck, outside the bottleneck, or to do the cutouts, which which Rick mentioned. and, And, you know, bicyclists... They may feeling like they feel like they're being you know standing up for themselves and everything else, and I'm not a bicyclist, so I guess I can't be one of them. But guess what? They're human beings too, and they need to be protected. And lives matter, and yeah. and someone should may even it may even take the common council to weigh in on this to authorize 
um, the creation of, since we've already got the bump outs, we've got to put some money into it. And I would be proud to do it as a taxpayer because I like saving everyone's lives. Yep. Make the cutouts and cor- make the corrections because otherwise, as a lacrosse citizen, that road is an embarrassment to me on behalf of bicyclists. And I don't have to be one to say that. All right, Bob, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. An embarrassment. Bob calls that road an embarrassment as a taxpayer. Let's move on. Let's go to Mike, who's got something else to say about Castro. Mike, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Hey, I'll try and give you a little bit of a more direct uh, comment. Uh, anyways, Castro, I was worried about the drivability. Yep. I drive that way almost every day sure. to go to Minnesota for work. Yeah. Uh, it actually drives better. The not as constricted as I thought it would be. Okay. There's enough room there for cars, but as previous caller and Rick, I mean, they, the bike lane is just useless. I'm a bicyclist, but I don't ride my bike like to commute. Right. But, um, I'll ride downtown now and then. But I mean, you basically created a lane and then an obstacle. So I don't know if we want to do like ramps, we can jump the thing, or cutouts, or just you know bulldoze what we just created. But they can't do what they just did. It's almost like when they they redid uh, Highway 33 Irish Show yeah, a few sure. years back, yep. they created enough room for bicyclists to ride down that hill. But then they texture the lane so it's so um, so coarse and unrideable that the bicyclists ride in the lane of traffic. You got to ride a lane, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it is. It's very similar to that. Yeah, I, I it, you know, it goes in, and 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 I, as I was saying to Bob, and I don't know if that you would agree with this, but it goes beyond just the usefulness of those particular bike lanes. It's more of a message that although they are giving a nod to bicyclists. It's meaningless because they're they're basically creating a path to nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is we spend all this extra money on all these extra features of, for these roads. Yeah. I mean, the bump-outs, I don't know how much usefulness they really provide. I get why they do that, sure. but maybe we could take all the money from the bump-outs and then the roundabout on 7th Street and just repave some streets that usually need repair. <laughs> I mean, there, every time I drive down, like, a major thoroughfare, there's a new, you know, I don't know how much these intersections cost with the concrete medians and the flashing yep. lights and right. everything. Yep. I, I see them, I drive down around them, I slow down and everything, but rarely do I see anybody actually crossing the street there. Yeah, they get used. I mean, not not extensive. Look, I, I got to let you go. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I mean, there is some use there. There's definitely people using those. I, I don't. And, and you know what? If it's incrementally safer, if especially if we're talking about, say, I don't know, Losey Boulevard, and you got someone that's scampering across, and you get halfway across, and you can, you know, be safe from traffic and make it the other way, uh, you know, it's it's not it's not without purpose. There's it it definitely there it does help in some kind of way to again make pedestrians incrementally safer. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. You can join us here on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914, uh, Also, feel free to give us feedback anytime on um, Facebook or Twitter, or you can send me an email, Mitch at wisdomnews.com. But of course, the number is 608 785 7914. Speaking of wisdomnews.com, that's our website. And this podcast will show up there later. You can check that out and listen to old shows. And if you're not already a Wisdom Insider, you might want to sign up to be a Wisdom Insider at wisdomnews.com and get the latest headlines delivered to your email inbox daily. The Wisdom Insider brought to you by Wafer. 
608-785-7914. Once again, if you would like to uh, join us here on the air, that's how one would do that via the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. A couple of uh, interesting comments I got from listeners in relation to what we were talking about before we uh, went to news there, and that is the redesign of, uh, well, there are a couple different things, a couple different conversations going on here. The election's obviously happening today, and just as a programming note, we will bring you some updates on the election results right here on WISM, but certainly you can get those on our website as well at wismnews.com. At any rate, the elections today, we've been repeatedly told how important these are as a midterm election. And I think that, I think that we might be, I think some may be overselling that just a wee bit. I don't know if, if it is, if they are necessarily all important. I know that that's been, that's been the message that you've been given over and over again, in large part because uh, this is one of those turn out the vote type of elections you gotta you gotta get get the vote out because the you're just it's it's difficult let's just say it's difficult to sway people it is people tend to get locked into their uh, ways of thinking and and are stuck in that uh in that situation in that position and are unwilling to change their minds and so it's really about turning out turning out the vote M- much higher than say the uh what was it uh the last midterm election was 55% in Wisconsin or something like that. Maybe a little bit higher. I don't remember. Not a lot. Wasn't a lot. Wasn't a big turnout. So you need to you need to reach out to the supporters and get those turnout to the polls. And maybe that's why we've been sold this story that it's uh, this election is all important. And maybe it is. Maybe it will t- still turn out to be. Um, but maybe it's just a shift in a balance of power and a shift in the dialogue in Wisconsin. Or maybe it's much the same as we've seen uh, I don't know if it, it if it significantly if this will in fact significantly change our lives. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line is how you join us on the air. Uh, cold air, by the way, thirty one degrees for a low tonight, and a high only of thirty nine tomorrow, and then down into the twenties Wednesday night, Thursday night, into the teens on Friday night. We do have a slight chance of snow on Thursday night and Friday as well. 38 with some clouds right now on Lacrosse Talk PM. More to come, stick around. Hey, I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. More of your calls coming up after this word about Bion Service Center on Jackson Street in Lacrosse. So I'm pretty sure I've talked before about my son's beater truck. It runs usually 20 years old, not a lot of rust, something north of 200,000 miles on it, and tends to have problems starting when it's wet. So we were problem solving recently and talking about distributor and rotor and coil and all that might be wet and it might need new spark plug wires and there was a lot of mites and maybes and then at some point I stopped and said you know who would know and he said Bions this is right Bions because if there's one thing that I know that if I've got a problem with uh my son's beater truck or a newer car that if I take it to Bions they'll work it out for me they'll fix it and they'll get it back to me in good running shape they'll do it quickly They'll do it relatively inexpensively, and they'll do it so I know that I can trust that it's done right. I've been taking my cars there for quite a while, and I get the same result every time. A happy one. That's right. Always happy with the outcome when I take my cars to Bions because that's exactly what they're doing. They're getting it right. So whether, again, it's my, old, my son's old beater truck or something a little newer, that's where you want to take it. That's where I take all my cars. That's why they're my mechanic for life. I tell people all the time, the only place in lacrosse, I'll take my cars for repairs, service, and maintenance. Buy on Service Center. 
on Jackson Street in La Crosse. Just go there and tell them Mitch Reynolds sent you. All right, welcome back. I'm Mitch Reynolds. La Crosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. Uh, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line once again, 608-785-7914. Listener asked on the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line, will you inform of the marijuana referendum? Not sure what that means, uh, but there is a, that marijuana referendum is out there. <laughs> Uh, we will certainly give you results of that later, but uh, uh, the, if you're in if you're in La Crosse County or 15 other counties in the state of Wisconsin, you're voting on some sort of marijuana legalization advisory referendum today. Somebody stopped in the studio earlier and said, "All right, let me get this straight. I'm supposed to vote yes on marijuana and no on all the road referendums." Said I can't tell you that. Uh, I feel like that's how it's going to go, though. I feel like when the vote comes out. The vote totals come out. I think it's going to be one of those overwhelmingly yes for marijuana legalization. If I, if I get that wrong, I mean, I really have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Because <laughs> it sounds like that's what's going to happen, but I, maybe it's not. Maybe I just have no idea. But uh, the marijuana legalization thing, I feel like that gets an overwhelming yes. And then there's kind of a modest uh, majority of voters that say you ought to spend more money on roads. And then really a paucity of people saying you should tax me more for that. But I could be wrong. Uh, let's see. A bill on, on the Better Hearing Center talk text line says Cass Street is insane. I have no idea what they were trying to do. I feel sorry for the plow guys as well with all these bump out things. The new electric wheelchairs are fast. Do they need the narrower crosswalks to pedestrians who came up with this? He was just incensed. We were talking about Cass Street earlier. The rebuilt Cass Street section from West Avenue to the 7th Street Roundabout in La Crosse. And it's caused a bit of consternation. And criticism has uh, come in in waves about this thing. Because, first of all, people don't really understand it. If you haven't been down it, you kind of have to see it. To believe it, there's uh, bike lanes that are painted in on the north side of Cass Street, and the bike lanes don't go anywhere. They they go from from concrete bump out to concrete bump out. So you either have to get off your bike and walk across, or bunny hop the curb, or swerve out into traffic. And ain't nobody liking any of that. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, yeah, universal criticism. No, not universal. There's some people that are. They think it's fine. I think the best answer on this came from lacrosse mayor Tim Cabot when he said that when you are trying to take into account the needs of pedestrians and bicyclists and cars and buses and fire trucks, sometimes things don't always go well. And I'd say this is definitely one of those times. Yeah, I, I really believe that you can't be everything to everybody. And you have to commit. You can't, you can't make... So I'm saying this, I'm not a traffic engineer or an engineer of any kind, as I'm sure all of you are very much aware. But I feel just in terms of general strategy, general business strategy, I know government's government, not a business, but in general business strategy, you can't be everything to everyone. You know how GM tried to do that? And you know how we don't have Oldsmobile anymore, right? You have to, you have to do what you do well. And there's no such thing as a road for everyone. Can't have it. There's just too much variety of vehicles on one road. You can make alternate ways for traffic, for, for bikes to be here and, and, car, and uh, people to walk there and cars to be on the road and uh, buses and fire trucks and all of that. But it's really difficult to do all that together. All right. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785 uh, if you'd like to join us here on the air. Let's go back to the phones. What do we got? Um, number three? Okay, let's go there. Number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. I uh, want to throw a compliment to the city of La Crosse and the engineering department. 
on my rendezvous today, they just put a new blacktop. They've been working about a month and a half on it on Travis Street between yeah. uh, West Avenue and 16th Street. Sure. No bump outs, just, just, just four or five blocks of beautiful blacktop. Wow, wow. So I suggest from now on any other major projects going on with the roads, get this engineer that designed this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. He can do it. He might be from the old school, but yeah. he sure put in a nice road, and I think everybody should go down by Travis Street and try that road out. Well, is it possible that they just don't care as much about uh, people walking Oh, no, uh, I mean, they should Travis care Street? about everybody, Mitch. Yeah. Nobody's any better than anybody else. Okay, all right, all right. But this is a really a nice street. Yeah. So everybody, it's right down by Snuffy's there, and you can get your beautiful blacktop. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the same engineer on the next project's coming up. Okay. <laughs> okay. If we could vote for engineers, we'd vote for that one. Well, yeah. well, engineer, not engineer. Okay, engineer. engineer yeah. Oh. I don't. I don't okay. think they're designing them themselves. I think these are. I, I'm not exactly sure how this, how that that process goes about, but I'm relatively certain that it's well, not. Well, this guy's from the old school. He done it like they did 40 years ago, 50 sure. years ago. Sure. Yeah. He just dug it up and done a little sewer work and man, put it back together. She's yeah. Just like new. Good, there good it is new. new. And a lot cheaper. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Not a, not yeah, a, no bump outs, no nothing. I mean, it just it worked for the last hundred years. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, there's... That's my two cents for I, 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 pass I, it on to City Hall. I will, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Yep. What Was it Henry Ford? I think Henry Ford, uh, who obviously revolutionized automobile manufacturing and the assembly line, I think said, if I would have asked people what they want, they would have said a faster horse. Uh, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. I might have the wrong guy. I think that's it. Uh, we had a caller earlier who we were. I was asking about elections because the commentary, largely that you've heard up until today, has been that this election, this election, this congressional midterm election, is as important as as a as a midterm election has been in decades. And uh, I uh, I question that assumption, and I'm not sure that that's it. Oh, by the way, I. You know, for those of you, I, 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 I have uh, taken the stance before that it's a, you know, you should probably exercise your, your right to vote. You might as well go do it, go exercise it. But I tell you what, I'm, I'm done being one of those go, go vote cheerleaders. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm not, it's not that I have anything against it. I just, I don't know. I think that you gotta, you gotta want to. And, uh, if you don't, don't, I mean, if you don't feel like it, don't bother. Don't be guilted into it, I guess. You get a lot of people like me pounding you all the time. Go vote. You should vote. Why aren't you voting? Voting is good. Not voting is bad. But really, what does that do for you? Just go vote if you want to vote. If you don't want to vote, don't vote. Each to his own. Rick voted. What, uh, like, you can't get away from the go vote, right? Like, even Instagram, uh, Facebook, every time people, you log into these people things. People guilt you into it. Then they got their, and they're wearing, their, they take selfies of them and their voted sticker. I voted I, sticker? Voted sticker. That's just adding to the pollution. I stopped to get Did you? You didn't stickers. get voted yeah. stickers? Because they're just going to end up in the in the ocean. Right. Eventually. I mean, to the Mississippi and I, then the ocean. I, I, I stuck mine to my helmet. Should we plant our flag on don't vote? Maybe. Nobody's maybe on vote. that island. Let's get on that island. I know. Island. Maybe that's what we sell from here on out on this program. Don't go vote. Don't bother voting. Although I feel like there's quite a few people out there that 
don't want you to vote. Yeah. Like Brian Kemp in Florida. I think it's Florida. Oh, the... No, I think it's Georgia. Is it Georgia? Yeah, yeah Georgia. Yeah. Down there, over there. Well, you don't want the other people to vote. You want your people to vote. You just don't want the other people to vote. Right. You want to, you want to quash the turnout. We should just get on that. So, yeah, nobody vote. Don't bother voting. Voting is such a waste of time. Don't even do it. Why go to the polls? Your vote doesn't count. It's just one vote. Now, with, the, with whoever gets elected governor, what should we be just like, we, we should just bug him for the next four years about... Like, what about uh, voter registration? Like, uh, what is it, automatic voter registration or statewide voter registration? I think Illinois just passed that. Like, we could be bugging him every, whether it's Evers or Walker, every time they come on. Sports betting. And, well, that's the other thing, sports betting. Let's go there. Okay. Um, Is there other issues that we just fix the roads? Is always That one's too easy. That's so boring. That one's not. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's something interesting. I'm over the roads. Like, so just, over the roads. Just get a truck. Man. Yeah, get Put a truck. If you on. have a truck, if you don't, if you avoid cars with low profile tires, or get a truck, or get something solid, get something with good suspension, you'll be fine. Just drive. You know. I was looking you need at beefier cars, basically. For some reason, I think Dodge. Like, if, if if you haven't listened in a while, like I I hit a deer a couple of weeks ago, so I I need to get a new car. So I've been looking at Dodge Magnums, as you know, Mitch. Um, Quite a few of those are, are, you know, my truck, when I bought my truck, it was lifted and I had to have my dad like unlift it because yeah. it just looked ridiculous. Um, a lot of these Magnums are the opposite lowered, of that. They're yeah. lowered and yeah. they got the, the 22s on them. And I'm just like, like, man, there's just a lot of these. <laughs> like I can't get away because they're cool cars. They're like, a lot sure. of them are all wheel yeah. drive and, right. and yeah. they're kind of spacious. Yeah. Like I could, Millie could sit in the no back. No idea where easy. you're going with this, but yes. Well, That's I fine. just like you're talking about like these cars okay. are, are right, yeah. lowered. And That's a beefy car. The it's a beefy like, car. I can't drive yeah. that car. On can't the drive road. It. No, yeah, no. If you're going to have potholes, you need to have uh, can't be less. Driving can't have lowers. can't have low prof, low profile tires. No question about it. We're going to move on. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Rick's going to go to the newsroom. We're going to hear from Scott. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. And more of your calls and comments coming up after this word about Mr. Electric. So every house I've owned has had, well, some kind of electrical issue, kind of uh, comes with the territory of owning an old house. And all I've owned is old houses, uh, like that one that had the knob and tube wiring. Now, many of you probably live in homes that maybe have some active knob and tube or something you're just not sure about. If you have questions about it, do what I did and call Mr. Electric. That's right. Mr. Electric, and by the way, a great experience to work with them, but they'll walk you through the repairs and improvements needed on your home. Like all of the issues I have with some, well, let's just call it curiously repaired wiring in my house. Uh, and, and maybe all the way to that knob and tube wiring you have in your house. You know, there's a reason we don't use that stuff anymore, right? Anyway, and the speculation about whether it's even safe to use, make the call that I made and get the answers to your electrical system questions in your home. They'll take care of you just like they took care of us. Mr. Electric, that's right, expert electrical service at Mr. Electric. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening, Election Day. Vote, don't vote, it's up to you there up to you go vote if you want to go don't if you don't <laughs> give me our new message <laughs> that's what we're going to own that we're going to own the don't vote don't bother voting 
That's going to be our message from Noyant. Um, interesting. Uh, I Earlier today, uh, I think that it's possible we, we were reporting that this has already been approved, but I think that um, there's it's still in the approval process. Sioux City, Iowa, the city there, is considering uh, an ordinance to ban people from carrying some toy firearms, which aren't firearms at all. They're just guns. Firearms indicate some sort of fire. But... Um, Toy guns. So they're looking at banning toy guns. So the the plastic pellet guns or um, are just regular pellet guns and BB guns and uh, basically anything that looks like a real firearm, they're going to ban people from carrying them. And I'm, this is one of those where you're, I'm just, I don't, I don't really get it. <laughs> I don't really get it. Uh, this seems, this is one, I, I guess I get it in the sense that this prevents liability for police. Cause if you got somebody walking around with a BB gun and, or, or one of those plastic pellet guns that is a, you know, it's like an air a BB gun, it's an air gun, but it's a plastic pellet gun and it's a toy and it, there's some misunderstanding out on the street and police draw their weapons, and there's, and then suddenly someone's dead. This is one of those that helps prevent that level of liability, right? But to to think that you would that be ban toy guns, and I because obviously they're not protected under the Constitution, so <laughs> toy toy guns aren't. Uh, you don't get that same Second Amendment protection, I don't think. Or maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you do. Um, but yeah. So in Sioux City Council uh, this uh, last night. They, um, I think they have to. I think they have to go through two approvals, two different votes, maybe three different votes, something like that. At any rate, so they approved an ordinance that would ban pellet and BB guns. Uh, however, things like squirt guns would not be banned. So your squirt gun wars or your Nerf gun wars, Nerf guns are still okay. So the Nerf gun wars in the streets that or S- suction cup guns, suction cup guns are fine. Oh man, those were fun. Isn't it obvious? Like. They shouldn't really just say squirt guns because I'm for sure that when I was a kid, I had like a Rambo, like real looking squirt gun. Like it looked like a real gun in a a sense. It looked just, it looked real to you because of your age. I mean, it did have like the rocket launcher attachment. So, but nowadays anyone get a hold of a rocket launcher, right? I mean, I can, yeah, I got, probably got one in my garage somewhere. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't it just be like, hey, no black guns, like no black toy guns? Well, I, all right, zero sense. Makes zero sense. You could still carry a gun in Iowa. That's but right. Huh. I don't, I don't know. Wait, can you? Uh, that's the thing. Like, can you can you be holding a gun in your hand uh, while I, walking? Actually, around? I don't. I don't. I gotta get a read on that. What I don't. I don't here? know. I don't think so. But what about outside can, here? Yeah, we can do that here. So if I'm if it's in my hand, yeah, if you can, you can definitely walk around. Can it be loaded? Here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or the yeah. makes sense load it up, be. load it up, walk around. Yep. Because you see, like uh, every once in a while, like in Texas, they'll have like a rifle or uh, like whatever the 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 machiney looking guns are. I can't think. of I that. like machiney looking. That's <laughs> machine-y. great. The they're like the, they're the machiney looking guns. <laughs> uh, what are those? Well, that's guns what called? my son was. My when my son got stopped by that police officer late uh, last no. Whenever that was in the spring, a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, well, it was a few months ago. He got stopped for carrying. He did, he didn't. I think that it was just a curiosity. Like, what are you doing walking around with that gun? Yeah, because somebody got nervous about it. Yeah, somebody immediately. Whoa, there's a guy with a gun. Guy with a gun, which is perfectly legal. Now, w- when I'm talking to an officer yes. or anyone in yes. general, and yes. I have my 
gun out in my holster, yeah. but you can see it. Don't put your hand on it. No, but if right. we're just talking, why can't I just get it out? If I can walk around and carry it. I think you should feel free to do that, and should. then you have to accept the consequences if of what you, follows. <laughs> if you can walk around with it in your hand, then if yep. the officer is talking to me and I just casually want to get it out, why <laughs> is that a problem? Not a problem. You just go do it. <laughs> you just do it. I feel threatened that you're infringing on my rights to open carry. <laughs> so now I'm going to really open carry in my hand. Uh, yep. <laughs> it's really screwy the gun stuff we have, like people just carry. Right, we don't, I don't know if I don't know if you can open carry in Iowa. So we should find that up because I don't I don't remember what the rule is there. Iowa people? Anyone? Yeah, if you're in Iowa, let us know because I don't I actually don't remember. I I know I, you can't hear in Wisconsin. Uh John on the Better Hearing Center talk text line says stop talking. So we still have Four, we got some time to fill yet, so I can't do that. I'm sorry. Um, another listener says, shut up. Oh, I think that's because I was telling people not to, to not go vote, to don't vote. Don't go vote. Stop voting. You have two hours to, not vote. Have two hours to no longer vote. Don't do it. You're going to ruin everything. You can imagine what happens if you vote. Then that other person will get in power. <laughs> Man, that would be like a that would be our we would own that. There's nobody else saying that. Nobody nobody else in general. In well, no, and just in in media. Nobody else in media is talking about don't go vote. I don't, you don't you're not going to hear Sean Hannity telling people not to go vote. I mean, that should have been Scott's comment today. That yeah, would have been don't a really go vote. funny Scott's comment. Another a, an alternate version of Scott's comment would be, <laughs> you know what? Don't bother. I mean, you could get really like dark on that too. The elections yeah. are rigged, and Russia's yeah, Russians are hacking. It doesn't matter. Your vote doesn't matter. Your vote doesn't anyway. matter. They're just going to be close enough to make it look like the, everyone had a chance when actually the yep. you know this team was going to win. Yeah, anyway. this team's going to win the whole time. Libertarian guy may have a take on that. Let's go to there. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah. Hey. Thanks, Mitch. Yep. Um, just wanted to comment. No, there are no constitutional protections for toy guns. But yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I was listening to you earlier about uh, this whole concept about get out the vote efforts, and I am with you on that, only I have never been a get out the vote kind of an advocate. And, and here's why. Um, the way I figure it is that if somebody needs to be encouraged to vote, they're probably not an informed voter, um, because someone that's informed, that's paying attention to politics, probably is going to simply have the desire to vote and, and that yeah. they don't need someone to encourage them. And the other thing, being a libertarian, I have this tendency, my theory is that people that are going to vote for the same old two-party system, if they're encouraged to vote, they're going to vote for the same old two-party system and nothing changes. And so I would much rather that people not be encouraged to vote and simply vote on their own accord. Because of my theory that somebody is probably going to be more informed if they don't have to be encouraged, then they they might actually place a vote for a libertarian instead of the same old the same old um, two party system. And if I could, I'd like to make one other ask one other question. I'm changing sure. topics here. Good. Yep. And that is, I was listening to Mike Hayes this morning talking with Joe Hyam, and I've long believed that Joe Hyam is a Democrat, but he kind of presents himself as this objective political analyst and. My concern with media in general, and even sometimes on your station, is that people are allowed by media to get away with this concept of saying, well, both parties believe this, or both parties you know, believe that, or whatever. And it's as if there are no other parties when people just say both parties. And I would really love it if Mike or 
just people in general would would confront somebody on that and say, well, you just said both parties, but there are other choices out here. I think it's I think it's a fair criticism. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I think we get we get, we get trapped you. in that. I, I, I think people in general in media, uh, uh, people like me, uh, yeah. I I won't answer for my case, but I think that certainly people like me, we tend to um, we we tend to gravitate towards the this team versus that team and forget about all the other teams. Yep. No question about it. I mean, I feel like that one of the reasons why I I I wanted to make sure that we got Phil Anderson, who's a libertarian running for governor. I, I want to make sure we gave him plenty of time is that he generally has uh you know otherwise has been ignored in this uh in yeah. this campaign and and you know I know that that's frustrating for guys like you but it's it's not it's not I don't know the grass cutting party or something like that libertarians are are polling a, a distant third but still are have drawn some numbers and I, I think it's a, a legitimate thing for for the libertarian party to have a voice yeah, and I, I wanted to say I thank you so much for that. I enjoyed sure. listening to both shows. I was afraid I was going to miss one of them because I had to travel in my car, but I, I got to listen to the entire show with Phil Anderson on it um, oh, cool. through the Facebook Good. channel. Good. And, uh, yeah, that was that was great. So I really respect you for, um, for giving him and us the opportunity because we aren't going to poll well when we get ignored and yeah. don't get included in debates. And people just really need to know there are options. Um, when you talk about both parties, um, you know, it's as, it's as if there is no other choice out right. there, and people just vote for the same it's, old it's thing. This side or the other side. So beyond just uh, telling a morning host on a radio station to, to uh, open his mind a little bit and consider third-party options, is there is there a cultural shift that has to happen for this to sink in for the the broader population? Um, I think there is a cultural shift that has to sink in, but a cultural shift can't happen if people aren't informed. And I've been a member of the Libertarian Party for probably almost twenty five years now, and I've I've seen it go from when when it was created back in nineteen seventy one. Mm-hmm. I've seen it go to the point where there are more and more people out there that are voting. And I, I know, I don't know if you ever saw it or if you see all the emails and stuff that I send you, but but, but there actually was a debate, um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting which state it was in, where the third-party candidate, the, the Libertarian, was included and had mm. equal time wow. as the Republicans and the Democrats. And that person did really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that when Libertarians are given the option, they're, they're, they're put on the air and, and given put on an equal playing field, they say things that really, really resonate with voters. And, I, and I, to be honest, I saw you reacting very positively to what Phil Anderson had to say. So, yeah, sure. But unless media or you know, the powers that be um, start telling people about it, that cultural shift is not going to happen. You know what you need? You need a movie. What? A movie. Uh, you know, kind of like the Itali- you know, like the Italian job? After the Italian job, the sales of the Mini Cooper went went through the roof. What you need is yeah. a movie that features a libertarian candidate. Well, okay. And I'm and I'm not even you know, kidding. There is a movie out there. It's called Atlas Shrugged. It's a book by right. Ayn Rand <laughs> right. okay. that really explains a lot of the concepts and you know, it doesn't specifically address like here's what you do in an election <laughs> and here's what libertarians stand for, but it but it's totally a libertarian oriented movie. Yeah. All right. No, that's that's an excellent point. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Um, should have we should have made a guess about uh, numbers for Phil today. Like what's he gonna what's he gonna pull? We'll find out. We're gonna have some election election coverage after the polls close later tonight.
Iowa, not a traditional open carry state, according to Rick. Is that right? No permit is no permit is re, is required to open carry. Wait, so what? You don't need a permit to open carry, so you can open carry unless you're in the city, inside city limits. Is that open that carry works? in cities is legal with an Iowa permit to carry weapons, which allows opener. Oh, so if you're in a city, wow, so it's regulated by cities. All right, that's a little weird. Huh. What's a city? Yeah, what is it? Is Alaska a city? Like if you were I mean it depends on the size and, and the way it's structured, obviously. So and have to bend on the city. All right, well then. Iowa Sioux City looking at banning toy guns. And as Libertarian Guy pointed out, there is in fact no constitutional protection for toy guns because they're what? Toys. That really covers most bases there. Although you could consider BB gun a weapon, right? All right. Um, yeah, just as a programming note, once again, we will be offering some uh, uh, election coverage after the polls close at 8 o'clock uh, right here on Wisdom. But you can catch up with all of the uh, all of the um, election results on our website. When I say all of the election results, um, eh, you know, some races in Arizona we're probably not going to cover. But the rest of it's going to be there. That'll be on wisdomnews.com. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. All right. I got to get out. Thanks for riding along. Sorry to Jennifer Schilling. Wouldn't, wasn't able to get her in for an interview uh, tonight, but we'll try to squeeze her in at some point in the future. Thanks, my love, to Anna. For Rick Solom, I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.